I'm just going to read to you. If you go a Bible somewhere, I'm going to read to you. And, and there's no fancy tricks here. There's no slides. There's no, it's just us uh, in, in the roar, as it were. Uh, so I'm just going to read to you the first few verses of Galatians 6. Verse 1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. <clears throat> Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For anyone who thinks he's something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. But at least let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each one will have to bear his own load. One who is taught the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those of the household of faith. So I've kind of got two points because we don't have tons of time, but the first one is that, that, that Paul here is talking this language is the church isn't a consumer society and the second point is uh, God's solution to being weary and I know that there's quite a bit and quite a good reason for weariness around around and about so we're just going to look dive in on those things so the first thing the church isn't consumer society if you look at the some of the things he says in those first few verses he says what it's our responsibility individually to watch and restore those around us who stumble and, and fail. Uh, we are to bear each other's burdens. We're to keep watch over ourselves, assess ourselves and our walk with God. We're to test our own work and we're to bear our own load. That he, He's really putting the responsibility uh, clearly both for ourselves and for one another with one another, not some central organization, not some church group. We're first of all, and I think this COVID season is actually highlighting, you know how God, God doesn't waste anything. And although we can't meet, uh, you know, we can't do conferences, we can't do big Sunday mornings, we can do in-person twos and threes, we can do small groups, we can do our own prayer times, we can pray with our own families, there's things we can do. And I believe one of the things that God is strengthening right now is that sense of personal walk with the Lord and that the impact of the twos and threes, the small groups. We can't do the other thing, but God's taken that opportunity to make us stronger in the things that we can do. Does that, if that makes sense? He, let, let's, not, let's look forward to the gathered church. I'm not, I, I believe the gathered church is amazing, is important, but sometimes we can get over-reliant on that. And there has definitely been a a, a drift in Christianity towards consumerism, which is where you see the gathered church as the thing that meets your needs, and you 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 know you assess it like you do a holiday, and you put your review on TripAdvisor. And actually, the first place of responsibility is you know we have church advisor or whatever, but the first place of responsibility is ourselves and ourselves for one another. And 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 I think God's using this season just to just maybe even bring a bit of correction into the body of Christ, not, not just us, but wider. I'm hearing this and seeing this wider to move, to get that any sense of consumerism out of us. Because if, if you look, I've done a bit of looking at church history for seasons when the church couldn't gather. Uh, 
and seasons of difficulty, whether it's a pandemic or persecution that has, has inhibited the church gathering. And if you look at the first three centuries of the church, the church absolutely thrived, but it was persecuted for most of the time. But in that time, the individuals and the small groups developed incredible resilience and the walk with the Lord was powerful and strong. So when they did gather and they did gather in larger groups, they were incredible times. In 1949 in China, when the communist regime took over, then all the missionaries were chucked out of China. Church gatherings were banned. All there was was meeting in fields and meeting in farmyards and meeting in houses. The church went from being 12 million believers in China in 1949 to over 120 million now. Actually, it thrived because of this sense of, of growth and actually suddenly realizing actually we're alive in Christ too. We maybe only have one Bible to share between 15 of us, but, you know, Jesus is with us, he's in us. And, and that sense of responsibility over and over again is repeated in church history. It, the church has thrived even in times of difficulty and challenge. So I think we're in one of those times. This is a great opportunity for us to grow in strength and not to feel, oh, we can't make it. How can we do it? Uh, so I, I believe the enemy would want to use this pressure time to attack our concept and confidence and belief in the gathered church. That's wrong. We're going to resist that. The gathered church is meaningful, is powerful, and, and, and has a massive role for us. But let's see what he is doing and strengthen our own responsibility. And just quickly trying to look at some of the things. What does he say? If someone's overtaken in a fault in the scripture, then that can mean they make a mistake. They fall away from the church. They lose their spiritual passion. They, they sin. They do something they shouldn't be doing. Then it's our responsibility. If we see that, it's not like, oh, we're going to ring our small group leader. It's our responsibility to restore in gentleness people we see that are cooling off, that are, that are, that are having difficulty. Um, actually, Paul is saying we're all responsible for one another and helping one another sustain our walks with the Lord. Walks with the Lord. So some keys to this, and Joe pointed to it last time about a little leaven, leavening the lump, like the company you keep does affect you. Make sure that you surround yourself and I surround myself with people who are going to pick me up do you know what I mean? Not, don't, don't surround ourselves with people who will never say anything. doesn't matter how bad it gets in my life. Um, I, I was doing some teaching on our, our leadership training. And I talk about 360 degree learning. So make sure there's people all around the clock face, as it were. There's people younger than you in the Lord that you're learning from. You're learning from your children. There's people alongside you that, that are your peers that you're learning from. And there's people ahead of you, more mature from you, that you're also learning from. Have, have a 360 degree environment so that you stay healthy, but also be that for one another. That's what Paul is, is really encouraging here. And, and, and one thing to say about that is it's really important to, to do it and not say, oh, they might be offended if I talk to them. We, we really don't need that enemy's fear of man lays a snare. We don't need that trap of not saying something. We could actually encourage and build up and actually save one another from mistakes by taking that sense of responsibility for one anothering is another Bible word for that. Uh, so let, let's do that for one another. Let's do that in the season where we're not gathering. Let's be the life of God and the encouragement of God to, to one another. And uh, 
he also talks about bearing one another's burdens. And I just, there's, there's lots of ways and directions we could go on this. Just want to say one aspect. We, we, uh, we went to see uh, Jess and Andy's new house, which is being built. So the, the Brown's house is being built. And we went there with, there's a few of us just to celebrate. And actually, because uh, the walls are up, and we're like, yay. And, and it's so blessed me because Rowan and Beth were with us. And Rowan just started declaring good things over the house, over the new neighbors that they were going to have. And I'm like, that's crucial. Right now, let's not be afraid of being spiritual around one another. Let's, there's power in the three. Jesus said, with two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of, of them. He said, if two agree about anything on earth, just two, just two, any two of us agree about anything on earth, it will be done for them. And uh, what's, I think what's the best way of bearing one another's burdens, yet yeah, talking about it can help, sharing wisdom can definitely help, but praying with one another and praying together, praying in small group, in twos and threes with our family, that's, that's the most powerful way of seeing and sharing burdens together. It, it, it's, it's mighty. We have been given this incredible privilege to experience the presence of God individually, to experience the presence of God powerfully in twos and threes and fives and sixes and the presence of God in hundreds, hundreds, two hundreds and so on. So I want to encourage you, the power in the small group is being emphasized in this season. Uh, I, I joined in uh, with uh, with Mark Spicer. We joined in the Yoka small group uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was amazing. It was a Zoom small group. We had a great time. We all shared a bit. And then we asked the Holy Spirit to come. Everybody was visibly touched by the Holy Spirit. It was refreshing. It was powerful. Please try this at home. He's still working. He's still moving. And it was it was fun. It was reviving. It was energizing. I, I absolutely loved it. And and, and it, was a, it was a joy to be part of. So that, that's my first section. Then the second section, it, it says about not being weary in well-doing. Um, but but actually keep going with the good work because in due season you will reap. And he was also talking about sowing and reaping in this. And I, I, next time I want to go into that a bit more. But sowing and reaping is written in all of creation. Sowing and reaping is is a principle that works. It works with my diet. If I sow too many calories into my body, I will grow. I've actually lost 10 pounds during lockdown. So... That's sowing and reaping, isn't it? And, uh, and I think the, the whole idea of sowing and reaping is written everywhere. It's it, the farmers. You, you know, the farmers, would we accuse them of having a bad motive if when they sowed their wheat, they expected more wheat back? We wouldn't, would we? They, they put the wheat in the ground and they're going to expect a yield, a harvest from that. It's sowing and reaping. And in this passage, it says, don't lose heart because remember you're going to reap where you sow. And I thought that, I thought Paul would have said, don't lose heart because God will refresh you. God will comfort you. But actually what he's pointing to is something else that causes us not to lose heart, which is that, that God is the God of sowing and reaping. And it says in the passage that he won't be mocked. What that means is he's not, he's not going to violate the law and principle that he put in play in all of creation. He's not going to be the only one not playing by this rule. So anything you sow into him, anything you sow for him, any service you do, any prayer you pray, anything you're sowing to the spirit realm, anything you're doing in terms of worship, anything you're doing to him is serving one another, 
you are going to reap that back multiplied times in your life in due season. And, and that's what he's saying. Is that it, this is motivational for us. God doesn't te- cheat, cheat us, and he doesn't, it's not a problem if we sow with an expectation of reaping. In fact, he's encouraging us to sow with an expectation of reaping and is encouraging us that if we sow, we will reap. I'm aware of families, you know, they've, they've walked through cancer scares. I'm, I'm aware of people who've worked till they've literally dropped. I'm aware of some of that, of what you're dealing with. Some of you have been doing homeschooling. It's wearying work. But the encouragement to us is if we sow, we will reap in due season. That's actually a revival verse. It's meant to revive our motivation. I'm aware of some of the people that have been preparing our, our live streams and we thought this was going to be two or three months. There's a weariness, but listen, everything we've sown for the kingdom, everything we've sown for him, we will reap and we will reap massively and we will reap gloriously. Um, so I really wanted to in- encourage you with that because that's in this scripture for us. Let's not grow weary in well-doing. And every time we get an opportunity, let's do good to everybody, but especially to those of the household of faith. Let's let's invite those people to Alpha. Let's Let's, let's see a harvest into Hope Church when we can't meet. That would be incredible. That's going to be incredible. Uh, so I want to encourage you, uh, don't be afraid of taking responsibility for your own spiritual walk and the walk of others around you. Gather in twos and threes. Gather in small groups. Be spiritual when you do it because God's all over that right now. And if you're feeling weary, God's encouragement to you is everything you've sown, you will reap. And you know, the minimum reaping factor in the scripture is 30-fold. That's amazing, isn't it? 30-fold what you put in. So those of you faithfully give and nothing's been happening, it's coming back to you. Those of you who've been praying and it's not been working, it's coming back to you. So I'm just going to pray and thank you guys for joining me and listening to me this morning. I'm just going to pray for us all. That, that we would experience strengthening and refreshing in Jesus' name. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for Scripture. Thank you that it feeds us. Thank you that it reminds us of your reality and your goodness to us and that you will not be mocked. Whatever a man or a woman sows, that will he also reap, and they'll reap in abundance. And, Father, I pray that for everybody who's listening to this, they would find that they're reaping stuff even this week, whether it's been their finances or in their energy or prayers that have been prayed that just don't seem to have been breakthrough. Suddenly there's an answer. I pray, Father God, the encouragement of some reaping would start to happen in every household this week. And thank you for everyone who's just put it out there to serve Hope Church to make these streams work. I pray you revive and refresh them as well in Jesus' name. So keep sowing because you're going to reap. Keep encouraging one another, building one another up, and keep walking your walk with Jesus. He's there for you all the time.